Welcome to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and a self-love and empowerment coach. I'm here to help you embody simplicity in your spiritual practice and to feel confident bringing empowering magic and rituals into your real daily life. Join me each week for practical insights on the seasons and the stars. Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, your host, and for today's episode, which happens to be episode number 20, which I cannot believe that we're already at 20 episodes, um, today we're going to be talking about five ways I embody my inner witch every day and how you can do the same in a way that makes sense for you. So to start us off, I just want to talk a little bit about what embodying your inner witch actually means. So let's break it down. First of all, in order to embody your inner witch, you need to know who and what your inner witch is, right? So your inner witch is that part of you that knows how to affect great transformation, who knows how powerful you are, how beautiful you are. Uh, your inner witch is in many ways the source of your power. Now, for each of us, our inner witch might look very differently. I always like to say there are as many types of witchcraft as there are witches in the world because we all practice in our own unique ways. There are no rules in witchcraft. I know I'm a broken record. I'm always saying all of these things, but that's because they bear repeating. They are so important. And so the first step in embodying your inner witch is really to discover and come to understand the essence of who you are as a witch. Your inner witch is your most powerful self. So your inner witch, the process of discovering your inner witch is partially discovering what kind of witch you are and what kinds of terms and what kinds of practices resonate with you. Um, but that is just the very, very beginning. You know, discovering your path and starting on this journey is such an exciting part of discovering your inner witch. Um, but remember, we don't want to be knowledge dragons. We don't want to just hoard information. We want to really embody our inner witch. So it's not about, you know, taking a fun quiz or filling out a worksheet and figuring out what kind of witch you are or what path you're on and then not doing anything about it. You know, if you are finding your label or your term or finding what resonates with you or if a label resonates with you at all um, and then you stop there, then you really have not embraced your inner witch. You haven't discovered your inner witch. You've just discovered like the tiniest little tip of the iceberg of who your inner witch really is because witchcraft is a craft. It is a practice. It is something that is meant to be embodied in the real, tangible, physical world. And so to me, embodying your inner witch is about really committing to who you are as a witch and to your ideal witchy lifestyle. So I want you to take a moment here. And if you're not driving and it's safe for you to do so, close your eyes or, you know, come back to this when you have a moment. And I want you to just, you know, do some breathing, get still, get quiet, get comfortable, and then really drop into a vision of what your ideal witchy lifestyle looks like, like what that life is like. When you're in this vision, right, what 
does your inner witch do? Who are they? What would you be doing every day? How do you feel? When you are in that ideal lifestyle, when you are in that space where you are truly embodying your inner witch, you're practicing your witchcraft, you, you're you know, doing so consistently and in a way that lights you up and that really fulfills all of your needs. When your witchcraft practice is nurturing you on a mental level, an emotional level, a physical level, and certainly a spiritual level, when your practice is doing all of those things and you're truly embodying it, how do you feel? What is it like? What are you doing? Who are you surrounded by? What is that lifestyle really like? And, you know, what I found is that a lot of times we get into this practice and we get onto our path and we discover our inner witch and then we're not really sure what to do with ourselves. You know, we're not sure how we really want to practice or we feel overwhelmed, right? We struggle with really knowing what is going to be right for us. And we struggle with awareness and, you know, with just like fitting our witchcraft practice into the rest of our lives, right? Fitting it in between grocery shopping and going to work or going to school or running your business and taking care of your family and, and doing all of the things that you have to do, right? And so sometimes we feel very overwhelmed. We get to that point where we're past the initial like, oh, excitement, and we're just like all about it. And now we know we really want to take it to the next level, but we don't know how because we're so overwhelmed by our, you know, so-called mundane lives. And we're really craving those mystical, magical, intuitive experiences every day. You know, we have this idea in our heads of this witchy, whimsical person person who lives in a, a very whimsical cottage at the end of a tree-lined street and, you know, they whip up potions for, for people and they, you know, always have a cup of tea ready for you. And like, we have this idea of, or, you know, maybe yours looks very different, but that's kind of what mine looks like. But we have this idea of our ideal witchy self and our ideal witchy life in our head. And when we don't live up to it, when we don't feel like we're having those mystical, magical experiences every day, we can get really discouraged. You know, we can really feel like, well, you know, I am spending more time doing laundry and grocery shopping than I am practicing my witchcraft. So maybe I shouldn't even bother. Maybe I can't even call myself a witch, right? But that's not true. Embodying your inner witch does not mean being obsessed with your spiritual practice 24-7. It doesn't mean neglecting any of your obligations. It doesn't mean cutting out anything in your mundane life that you need to do. It does mean cutting out things that are stressing you out or that aren't serving you. But you know, it doesn't mean getting rid of everything that's not your spiritual practice. Not at all. What embodying your inner witch and what committing to your ideal witchy lifestyle really means is grounding your daily life in magic. And when you can do that, you get to have those mystical experiences every single day, no matter what you're doing, right? Laundry, dishes, grocery shopping, all of those things can become magical. Or at the very least, even if they're not magical themselves, at the very least, they can not be 
the focus, right? They cannot take over our lives to the point that we're not making space for our spirituality, for our magic, for our inner witch. And so there's really like three big buckets of, you know, things that we need to do in order to really embody our inner witch. And I'm going to be talking more about this over the next couple of weeks. Um, but to a little preview before we get into the five ways I embody my inner witch every day. Um, the big things that really, really contribute to truly embodying your inner witch every day are number one, following your intuition, right? Following your intuition to know what's right for you, to know what embodiment means to you is paramount. That is the most important thing always. Number two is priorities. And we have to prioritize our magic. If, you know, laundry and groceries and all of those mundane things are taking over, it simply means we're making them more of a priority. And sometimes that can be kind of hard to swallow because it's like, no, of course I'm not prioritizing chores over my witchcraft practice, but we are, right? And so it's not a call out, you know, it's just something for us to look at and be like, oh, you know what, you're right. Like I could prioritize my magic more. So priorities is a big one. And then the third one I find is accountability um, and community, you know, having people to come together with, not necessarily to practice. A lot of us, even most of us maybe are solitary practitioners, or maybe we, you know, only belong to groups online or something like that. Um, but accountability and community are so powerful for embodying your inner witch. So to give you some ideas of what embodying your inner witch might look like, I want to share a few ways is that I embody my own inner witch every day. Um, every day and every week, I'm going to share some ideas with you. And then we're going to keep talking about this over the next couple of weeks, what embodying your inner witch really means. Because of course, we are in the witches season. I am recording this in October 2020. It's almost Samhain. Um, and this is the most magical time of year. So it's really the ideal time to commit to embodying your inner witch. So the five ways that I embody my inner witch every day. Number one is my morning ritual. Start the day off right, right? So my morning ritual, it has evolved much over the years. Um, it shifts and evolves and changes. Um, and right now I'm actually still kind of in like a little bit of a transition period with my own rituals because we moved just a couple of months ago. And although we're all settled now and we're all, all settled in, um, I'm still kind of making some adjustments to my rituals and to my practices because my schedule looks really different than it did a while ago, um, you know, the last time that I made adjustments. And so I'm still kind of in a little bit of a transition period. And so for me, what that really means is that my morning ritual is more pared back than it has been at various times in my life. Um, but the ritual I have right now is sort of like the core. These are some of the things that like I always do no matter what. Um, even when I'm shifting and changing and making adjustments, these are the, the most important things. So the very first thing I do in my morning ritual every day, pretty much, even if I don't do anything else, even if I kind of skip my ritual, this is the one that I always do, is I always check and see what sign the moon is in and what fades. So this helps me to kind of feel into what is the energy of this day going to be like? Um, and not only am I looking at, okay, what phase is it in? So, you know, is it new or waxing? Is it outward energetic? Is it full or waning? Is it like pause and rest and celebrate or release things like that? 
I also look at the sign. So what astrological sign is the moon in, um, which, you know, if it's in a fire sign, maybe it's going to be a more energetic day. If it's a water sign, maybe it'll be a more emotional day, whatever. But I also check, and this is probably the most important piece of this, I also check what house the moon is activating in my own chart. Um, so this is how you can really take the moon phases and signs and bring them down to earth and make them really, really personal, um, is you can track what house the moon is in for you. So for example, today, the moon is in Sagittarius, uh, which is a fire sign, right? So it should theoretically be like an outward focused, very energetic kind of day. Um, but for me, Sagittarius activates my fourth house of rest and self-care. And so anytime the moon is in Sagittarius, it's activating those energies for me as well. And so I always, always, always check what phase, sign, and house the moon is activating right now because it helps me to really embody my inner witch from the very first moment of my day. I have an app on my phone. I check, you know, what's going on with the moon and it can really help me to align with the energies of the day. Um, so I do that. Then I pull an oracle card, usually from uh, one of my favorite decks. It's called the Threads of Fate deck. I just love it. Um, and so I usually pull a card from that deck and do a little journaling on it, just like a paragraph. It doesn't take long, um, just to kind of like feel into what's, what's going on, what's coming up. Um, and then I also journal, I just quickly write down five things I'm grateful for. Um, sometimes those are things going on in my business or things going on in my life and relationships. A lot of times it's just like really simple things. Like, you know, if there's birds twittering outside, maybe I'll write down like listening to the birds in the morning or, or warm cup of tea or, you know, like it's simple things that, and then those are the kinds of things that I'm grateful for as well as, you know, my relationships and success in my business and, and things like that opportunities that come my way. Um, so I just write down five things I'm grateful for. And then I drink my tea. And usually I'm sitting in bed when I do all of this. So my morning ritual is how I really kick the day off by embodying my inner witch. It's how I tune in from the very beginning um, and really feel aligned with the things that are valuable and um, that my inner witch values. So, you know, my inner witch, in, I value simplicity. I value intuition. I value, you know, astrology and the moon phases. I'm very devoted to the astrology and the moon phases. Um, and so it helps me to tune into those things I'm grateful for and the things I'm most devoted to. So having a morning ritual in general is a great way to embody your inner witch, especially if you can hone and refine it over time to really be focused on the things that you're most devoted to. Okay, now the second way that I embody my inner witch is with tea. So tea has always been a big part of my practice. Um, and I make my own tea blends. You know, I, I do all different sorts of things with tea. But the biggest thing really is just like my morning cup of tea. And the, then like eight or nine cups I drink through the rest of the day, which is terrible. Um, I guess it's better than drinking nine cups of coffee. But what I will do, how my, you know, morning cup of tea and the tea that I drink for the day helps me embody my inner witch is we have this beautiful little shelf in our kitchen of all of our different tea blends in jars. Some of them are tea blends that we've purchased. Some are ones that we've made. And what I do is every morning I pick out what tea I want to drink for the day. 
And I choose the tea I'm going to drink based usually on the season or the moon phase. So I have particular teas that I like to drink at certain seasons. You know, I have a couple in the spring and summer, some fall blends that are like spiced that I love, some great wintry holiday blends. So I like to drink certain types of tea at certain times of the year. And then I also have tea blends that I created for each of the moon phases, as mostly especially the new and full moons, but I have them for other phases as well. And you can actually find those recipes on my blog. But it's so fun and so embodying for me to be drinking and consuming plants and herbs and their energies that are aligned with the energy of the seasons and the moon because the seasons and the moon and astrology are a huge part of my practice. And so choosing the tea that I'm going to drink for the day helps me to align with that. And you can see how simple that is. I mean, the teas are already there. I'm just picking out which one I'm going to drink. Um, you know, and I might drink the same one for a few days in a row or something like that, but I'm aligning with what matters to me. Now, the third way that I embody my inner witch is throughout my workday. So, of course, I happen to be an astrologer and professional witch, and I get to do this stuff all the time. I'm very, very, very lucky in that way. But no matter what work you're doing, no matter if you are a spiritual entrepreneur or you are a social worker or you, are, you work in a grocery store, no matter what you do, you can incorporate your witchcraft and embody your inner witch at work every day, no matter what you do. So a couple of the things that I do are some days I will light a candle at my desk. Now I know, of course, not everyone can do that. If you work from home, then you have a lot of flexibility. If you work in an office or something like that, you know, you may not be able to light candles. Um, but I'm lucky that I work from home and so I can light a candle on my desk. And it's a way for me to kind of like center, focus, um, and to really manifest. Like I really use candle magic for manifesting. So it's a great way to kind of align with my career and business goals. I also have a little mini diffuser at my desk and I'll diffuse essential oils. Highly recommend. Um, if you can have scents where you work, if you can have scents in your office, a diffuser at your desk is awesome because it can, you know, like if it smells gross in your office, it will help with that, but it will also help with the energy. You can choose an oil that represents the energy that you want to be embodying. Um, and so diffusing oils or lighting candles are great at your desk. If you can't do either of those, I highly recommend using crystals at work. So when I worked in an office, I always had um, chrysocola, I think that's how you say it, chrysocola, um, and I always had obsidian, both of those at my desk. The obsidian for protection and for like boundaries, because I had some like overstepping coworkers <laughs> that I needed to set boundaries with, and then the chrysocola because it helps with communication. It helps to be calm and grounded and centered in the way that you communicate and to be clear and honest. Um, so I like, I had these really challenging coworkers and those crystals really helped me both to channel the energy I wanted and just seeing them sitting there on my desk reminded me of what I wanted to be embodying. Um, these days I don't have coworkers because I work from home for myself, which is awesome. Um, but I still have this beautiful clear quartz cluster that I keep at my desk. Um, 
which every time that I'm about to jump on like a meeting or jump on a call with a client or anything like that, like I will just pick up and hold the cluster in both hands for a few seconds and I'll just do a couple of deep breaths and I'll just clear and cleanse my energy so that when I'm entering into this new conversation in this new space, you know, my energy is clear and I'm ready for whatever new information and new conversation is about to happen. So you can incorporate your spirituality into whatever you do with your work. You know, I encourage you to kind of like think about it and, you know, jot down some ideas, do some brainstorming around how you can really do this because it'll be different for everyone depending on, you know, what you do and what your work environment is like. But I really find that having some little touch points with your witchcraft throughout the workday helps you to prioritize it, to not lose sight of it, to not let your work and your mundane responsibilities overshadow the, the thing that's most important to you, your spirituality, or that's you know up there as most important to you. Okay, now the fourth thing that I do to embody my inner witch, this one is not, necess- not necessarily something I do every single day, but I try to do it at least a few times a week. So at the beginning of each season, what I love to do is just in what I call my chronicle grimoire, which is just like my daily grimoire. It's where I write down what I'm grateful for and my um, oracle cards that I pull and all that sort of thing. In my chronicle grimoire at the beginning of a new season, I will make myself a little checklist of witchy things that I want to do during the next season. So for example, my checklist for fall has things on it like carve pumpkins and go to the pumpkin patch and, you know, things like that. It'll have like seasonal activities. It'll also have like, you know, things like watch practical magic or, you know, do fun, just not necessarily spiritual, but things that I enjoy doing in that season. And then it'll also have specifically witchy and spiritual things like, you know, okay, I want to cleanse the house or I want to do some scrying or I want to make an offering or whatever you know, whatever things I want to do for that particular season. And then throughout the season, I will refer back to that checklist. I try to check it, you know, at least like once a week and make sure that I'm checking things off, making sure I'm actually doing those things. Because so often we get to a new season and we're like, oh, I'm so excited. I want to do all the fall things or all the holiday things or all the spring things, right? And then the season just like rushes by and we totally miss out. And then we feel like kind of guilty and we feel disappointed that we didn't do the things we wanted to do. And so having that little checklist really helps me to embody my commitment to myself. It helps me to remember that I said I wanted to do these things, that these things were important to me and I'm going to hold myself accountable to that. So for me, it's seasonal, you know, maybe for you, it's once a month or it's for every moon cycle, or, you know, maybe it's only twice a year, whatever it is, like having a checklist of witchy and otherwise fun things that you want to accomplish is such a good way to embody your inner witch. Because a lot of times we come up with great ideas and we're like, oh, I really want to try that. And then three months go by and we haven't done it. And we've just totally forgotten because we've gotten busy and overwhelmed. And so having a checklist of things you want to do, not things you have to do, not things you need to feel guilty if you didn't accomplish them all, not at all. Um, One of my good friends, Alexis Cunningfolk from Warts Warts and Cunning, she always sends these emails at the Sabbats every um, season. 
and she calls them a might do list instead of a to do list or a must do list. Um, because it doesn't need to be something that's stressful. It shouldn't be something you feel guilty about if you don't do it. It's just about making sure that the things that are important to you, you're prioritizing them. Um, so I love that might do list list idea from Alexis. And then finally, the last thing, the fifth thing that I do to embody my inner witch every day is I check in with my people. So community and accountability are so important. They're so important in embodying your inner witch. It is so hard to go it totally alone. So if you're a solitary witch and you practice by yourself and you don't belong to a coven, then this is especially for you. But even if you belong to any kind of group, this still applies. That when we're not really engaged with other people, it can be really isolating and it can be really hard to be motivated because the only person we're accountable to is ourselves. And most of us are really good at excuses. We're really good at creating reasons why we don't need to do something or we don't want to do something or why we shouldn't do something, even when it's something we actually want to be doing. And so that's how we get into this, you know, we need to prioritize the things that actually matter to us. And one of the ways that we prioritize them is by having people who can help us hold ourselves accountable. It's not about, you know, someone telling you, well, you have to do this thing because you said you were going to. It's about someone being like, hey, you said you really wanted to do that thing. Do you still want to? You know, it's about relationships. And so you can absolutely be a solitary witch who does not belong to a coven. I am a solitary witch. I do belong to kind of, well, belong. I have like a low key coven with some close friends um, that we just like, you know, mostly gather and drink tea and talk about the moon. Um, so, you know, I have that. I do have witchy friends. I'm very lucky that I have witchy friends. Um, and, you know, of course I belong to and lead a number of online communities and groups. So I have those communities, which are amazing. I also belong to a business spiritual mastermind um, because I am a spiritual business owner myself. So that's great too. So I have these different communities, but nonetheless, I am a solitary witch. Like I don't really practice with other people. Um, you know, I will do like witchy projects with other people and once in a great while, you know, my kind of low key coven, we will do a ritual or something together. But generally speaking, I practice by myself. And yet I have found so much value in having witchy people online or over text or in person or however I'm able to connect with them that I can really support and that can really support me because having that kind of accountability of just like someone who cares that you're doing the thing you want to be doing is so, so powerful. It really helps us to realign those priorities. Um, so those are the five big ways that I embody my inner witch every day. I would love to hear how you are embodying your inner witch every day um, and or the things that you're struggling with. You know, like how are you feeling challenged that you're feeling like you're not able to embody your inner witch? Drop those, um, you know, let me know. I would love to hear what comes up for you around that. Um, and I also want to let you know about a really amazing new program that I'm running that is all about this, that's going to be super supportive for you if any of this has resonated. So the program is called the Embodied Witch Inner Circle. And the Inner Circle is 
one of my favorite things I've ever launched. Like it is so cool. I can't even tell you. So the Embodied Witch Inner Circle is a six month ongoing container. So you sign up for six months at a time, but you can stay for longer if you choose to. And it is a really intimate community. It's capped at 13 people. So there'll never be 13, more than 13 people in the inner circle at any one time. So it's a very intimate community where you can really get to know the other people in the group um, and really come to create a very supportive and accountable community together in a way that makes sense and, and you know, feels really supportive for everyone. Um, and so the inner circle is about doing exactly this. It's about taking the information, taking the knowledge, a lot of what you already have and embodying it in your real daily life. It's about grounding your daily life in magic. So if you are ready to commit to your ideal witchy lifestyle, if you are ready to make lifelong friends and, you know, really form a coven in many ways, you know, to really connect with people who can help you hold yourself accountable um, and that you can really get to know on a deep and personal level. If you are ready to embody your inner witch in every area of your life, then this program is absolutely for you. So the inner circle comes with full access to my monthly membership, the Starlight Coven, which is a $50 value every month. So it comes with full access to that, which inside the coven, you get tons of content. You get a workshop every month. You get a live ritual for all of the sabbats. You get a workbook and digital magazine every month, um, as well as the entire library of past content. We have tons and tons and tons of videos and trainings and workbooks and all sorts of things that you get access to. So you get all of that, plus you get two monthly Zoom calls. So inside the coven, we have a private Facebook group and I do Facebook lives in there all the time, but you'll actually get to jump on Zoom with me and with the other inner circle members for a live full moon ritual, um, which I'll actually be having friends and colleagues come to help me lead those. So you'll be getting not only my insight and wisdom, but the insight and wisdom of all different witches from all different backgrounds. Um, so you get the full moon ritual and you'll also get these really cool, what I'm calling co-witching accountability sessions on Zoom every month where we will jump on and we will share what our intention is for this session, what each of us is going to commit to working on for the next 30 minutes. And then we'll all turn our cameras off and go do whatever we said we were going to do in our practice. So you could use it to clean your altar or to write in your grimoire or to meditate or to do whatever it is you want to do in your practice. It's giving you this dedicated time to say, I am using this time to prioritize me and to prioritize my magic. Um, and then when the time is up, then we'll all jump back on the call and share about what we did and what came up for us and support one another. So you're getting both of those really cool interactive Zoom calls. Plus, you're going to get access to our private group Voxer, which is basically like a text chain with your witchy best friends. Um, you can text, you can leave voice notes, you'll be able to talk back and forth with me and with all of the other members. Super intimate, super fun. And Inner Circle members are also getting, for the first time ever, I'm offering a monthly gift box of magical tools and self-care items that you'll get mailed to you every single month to help you embody your inner witch in the current season, in the current moon cycle, and with whatever we're learning about that particular month. 
Um, so that is going to be so much fun. So you're getting full access to the Starlight Coven. You're getting the full moon ritual, the moonlight tea time rituals that we'll be doing on Zoom. You'll get the Zoom co-witching accountability sessions. You'll get the private group boxer chat. And you'll get the monthly gift box shipped to you of magical tools and self-care items. Um, so this program is all about embodying your inner witch and about really grounding your daily life in magic, about really embracing that ideal witchy lifestyle that you pictured at the beginning of this episode. Um, so if that sounds at all interesting to you, there is a link in the description here that you can go and get signed up for the Embodied Witch. Um, like I said, it's capped at 13 people. So, you know, there's limited availability here. The Embodied Witch Inner Circle is available for $250 a month, or you can pay six months in advance and you'll get one month free. So it's $12.49 for six months or six monthly payments of $2.49. So great deal, comes with the coven, comes with so much. It's going to be so much fun, such an intimate personal container to get to know me and get to know all of the Inner Circle members so much better. Um, so I would love to have you come and join us. And I want to hear from you. How are you embodying your inner witch? And what challenges and struggles are coming up for you that feel like they block you from being able to embody your inner witch every single day and have those mystical experiences? Let me know. I want to hear from you. And I will see you in the inner circle.